Section seven of a picture book of merry tales by anonymous. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section seven, chapter thirty one. Fiddling Jackie. There was once a little boy who led a very unhappy life, for his father was tipsy from morning till night, and he had no mother to soothe and console him when he had met with ill treatment, which happened almost daily i cannot tell you exactly how long ago this was but it must be a long long time for there were fairies then and the birds trees and flowers sang and spoke which you know has not happened within your recollection at all events jackie's father for jackie was the little boy's name was village musician and had once played the violin remarkably well but since he had taken to drinking had grown so careless that his scraping was a horror to all who could hear at all that the dogs even howled in disgust and probably in pain for the noise they made was piteous in the extreme now when the drunken fiddler reeled home at night accompanied by the most dissolute of the village the shouting of these the horrid scraping of the fiddle and the discordant chorus of some twenty or thirty dogs made the more steady and respectable portion of the community tremble in their beds with some undefined fear all this you must know happened in germany where in every cottage of the villages there is at least one dog and where the watchman who is generally the swinard as well no doubt was not over sober himself and more likely to add to the noise than stop it though the fiddler was a sad reprobate and his playing of the worst description he was tolerated for the fact is that the most of the elder portion of the villagers cared only for drinking and the younger ones thought of nothing but dancing so he was good enough for them after all his disorderly life and cruelty had killed his poor wife jackie's mother who would have looked upon death as a real blessing had she not feared for the future of her young son however jackie who was eight years old had the thoughtlessness of youth and good health to support him though it is true he cried bitterly after his father had been beating him and felt sorrowful enough when he had not enough to eat which happened but too often jackie still remembered the time when though at rare intervals his father played really well and the sweet sounds of music had so entered his very soul that he felt a secret consolation within him amidst all his troubles this love of music though it consoled him occasionally caused him more bitter sorrow than the most cruel beatings for when he looked at the violin hanging against the wall neglected and covered with mud he thought of the sweet sounds that were still within it though there was no one to bring them out now one day when jackie had been staring longer than usual at the violin and his mind was filled with sad thoughts his father happened to come in and the poor boy mustering up all his courage said my dear father do not be angry if i ask what the poor fiddle has done to you that you neglect it so take care or it will die too as my dear good mother did of a broken heart 
the only answer to this was a sound thrashing and as the beating had been more severe than usual so jacky cried longer and more bitterly all by himself for his father had gone again but as the pain grew less his crying was not so violent nor loud then he thought he heard a voice like sobbing coming from the wall there was no mistaking it the sobbing proceeded from the violin and jacky's tears burst forth afresh but there must be an end to all things and when he had become calmer he got on a chair so as to be nearer the instrument and whispered my dear fiddle you pity me and now i have a friend in the place of my good lost mother but you too i am afraid are not more happy than she was tell me if i can do anything for you i do pity you the violin answered for you are a good boy and i wish to console you for the loss of your mother and make you forget all the hardships you have to suffer at the same time you can do me a very great service take me down and when you have cleaned me and put me in proper order i will teach you how to make me sing again better than ever i used to do then i shall be happy and you my poor boy will forget your sorrow for i know that sweet sounds will console you in all your troubles jacky said sorrowfully oh how i wish to make you happy but if i take you down my father will beat me and what is worse perhaps in his passion throw you against the wall and dash you to pieces be not afraid and do as i tell you the violin answered you know that your father is at the tavern all day long till dusk and when he comes to fetch me and if by chance he does come in he never notices anything i promise you no harm shall happen to you so take me down and carry me with the bow into the forest where by the side of the stream i will teach you how to make me bring forth sweet sounds you know better than i do what is safe to do so i will take you to the forest as you tell me as he said this jacky took down the violin and having cleaned and tuned it according to its own directions he carried it and the bow into the forest where he seated himself by the side of the rivulet the breeze played between the leaves and branches of the trees the leaves and branches rustled the birds sang sweetly the stream murmured softly and all seemed to say welcome jacky welcome to the forest oh how delightful it is here jacky cried and now my dear fiddle teach me to imitate all these sweet sounds the violin told him how to hold the bow and where to place his fingers and all the birds came round him first one whistling a note till he could imitate it and then another giving him the next note and so on the rivulet too and the wind assisted and then came the nightingale and taught him how to join the different notes together that they might harmonize and form sounds agreeable to the ear jacky was so attentive and did all so well that the trees the flowers the stream and all the birds cried out bravo jacky as soon as evening began to draw near jacky put up his fiddle and prepared to go home when all the voices with one accord cried come again soon and we will sing together jacky went the very next day and every succeeding day and he made the flowers join in the universal harmony 
his dear fiddle seconded him in all his endeavours so that very shortly he imitated all the voices of the forest with the greatest accuracy it happened about this time that the landlord of the village inn died leaving a widow who wished for nothing better than to give him a successor as speedily as possible but though she was rich and the business most thriving yet no suitors appeared jackie's father in his drunken moments thought he would propose to the widow for he said to himself that when master of the inn he could have as much drink as he liked without paying for it but when a little more sober his courage failed him for she was the veriest shrew and the charms of her person were no more engaging than those of her character her hair was neither red brown nor black but a sort of dirty coloured mixture of the three and each hair seemed to go a different way her nose was very very long not projecting but hanging down like the beak of some of the small tribes of parrots i think the love-birds have such beaks but i can scarcely compare her to those for certainly she had nothing of the love about her well her nose anyhow was like a parrot's beak but flattened down and that on one side or else it would have covered her mouth which would have been no great harm for that was as ugly a feature as any other and not improved by having only half the due number of teeth which unlike the nose stuck out instead of hanging down her eyes were like those of a cat and one squinted awfully shaggy eyebrows and a pointed hairy chin complete her portrait her figure was long lank and shapeless shapeless not meaning no shape at all but an ugly shape most people have some redeeming qualities or quality at least but no one had yet discovered hers and no one had been found bold enough to propose to the interesting widow though she let it be clearly understood that she wished to remain a widow no longer jackie's father had so often made up his mind to make her an offer that at last his mind became familiarized to the horror and if not in love with the widow he was decidedly so with her beer and spirits so one evening having screwed up his courage to the highest pitch he in a few words offered himself as a husband the widow took but a few minutes to consider that though he was a drunken worthless fellow he was better than no husband at all so she did not give him time to draw back but accepted him with all his faults the wedding followed with the least possible loss of time and the guests drank deeply to the health and happiness of the bride and bridegroom but the happy husband drank more than any of them this was a happy beginning but how short-lived is happiness for to his this was not only the beginning but also the end how changed was everything the next day beer and spirits were carefully locked up and the poor fiddler was put under the water-cure treatment and this was the first of a series of strictly sober days he did not resign himself to petticoat government without a struggle but in every way she was more than his match adversity is the bitterest of all medicines but frequently acts most beneficially on the soul if not on the body so it proved with the fiddler for though during the first few days of his new life his temper was sourer than ever 
by degrees his spirit was broken and the outbursts of passion became less frequent passion was of no avail for it never gained him his object and his amiable spouse still remained his better half example had its effect also for as he daily suffered from his wife's intolerable temper her unamiability which at first roused his anger now caused disgust and horror and occasionally he could not help reflecting that in many respects he had been like her as yet the improvement in his character was involuntary forced upon him as it were and failed to soothe his mind and feelings but jacky being treated with less harshness began to feel for the first time that he had a father the good boy looking on his father now without fear saw the dejection he was constantly labouring under and as much as he had dreaded and almost abhorred the harsh brutal man he now pitied his suffering father so that he took every opportunity to get near to him sometimes venturing a remark and one day when he saw him in a particularly desponding mood he fetched the violin and played the voices of the forest to him jacky's father was at first bewildered by the tender emotions to which his heart had so long been a stranger but as the sweet sounds continued it seemed as if his nature were changed and a new life dawned upon him he clasped his son to his breast and burst into tears when he became a little calm he said how beautifully you play jacky how did you learn but why inquire you have always been a good boy and kinder better spirits than those of the earth seeing you so neglected by your unnatural father have taken compassion on you i have led a bad life but now i see my faults and i will be always kind to you my son oh jacky your good mother will forgive me for all my past cruelty when she sees how i watch over her dear child dear father jacky said my dear good mother who is in heaven forgives you now oh if she were but here to share our happiness play me that tune once more his father said and then we will go to your stepmother and i will beg and pray of her to send you to school for i can do nothing my poor boy they went to that amiable lady with whom however all prayers were in vain she said she would not spend a farthing of her money on father or son but that jacky should be a shoemaker that she would send him to her brother who was a shoemaker in a neighbouring village where he would soon be broken of all his idle habits jacky said he would not be a shoemaker whereupon she gave him a slap on the face which made his ears sing and bright spots dance before his eyes promising at the same time to break his fiddle over his head jacky however was none the less determined not to be a shoemaker and his only trouble was how to keep the dear fiddle out of her way the next morning very early he was waked by a kiss from his father who said get up quickly my boy and dress yourself for i cannot do anything for you here not even protect you and it will be better to trust to the kindness of strangers than go to that cruel woman's brother who no doubt is as bad as herself we must part my dear jacky but i do not fear for you 
for wherever you play the airs you played me yesterday you will be sure to find friends take your fiddle then and wander forth into the world and if you remain a good boy as you have hitherto been god will watch over you and protect you make haste and in the meantime i will see what i can find to eat for you to take with you jacky was ready when his father returned with some provisions done up in a bag now follow me he said and take care that you do not make any noise so that no one may hear us they got out safely and went straight to the forest where jacky's father stopping said to him you are now safe out of the clutches of your wicked stepmother and we must part but my dear boy we will put our trust in providence and if my life is spared a few years longer i shall see you again for when you prosper in the world and prosper you will my son you will not forget your father let me remain with you my dear father jacky said for you are not happy and i will try to cheer you with my fiddle i do not mind my stepmother's cruelty no my child it must not be his father answered i have deserved my fate and will try and bear it with resignation but fortune awaits you in the world far from here do not cry and now with my blessing on you we must part he pressed his son to his chest and turned back without uttering another word jacky watched him until he was out of sight and then sadly went on his way into the forest he knew and cared not whither after a time he reached the very spot by the side of the rivulet where he had first sat with the violin and listened to the voices of the forest and as he seated himself the rustling in the trees and the murmuring of the stream joined with the different notes of the birds in forming the harmony of music the sadness of his heart gradually became softened and taking the violin out of the bag in which he always kept it he again imitated the various sounds he heard the birds vying with each other to teach him something new returning cheerfulness and the freshness of the air reminded jacky that he had not yet eaten anything so he made a good breakfast off the provisions put up by his father not forgetting to give some crumbs to the birds that gathered about him and with a light heart he continued his journey deeper into the forest he thus wandered on all day and neither found the time long nor was he weary for there was constantly something new to see and hear and imitate upon his dear fiddle the sun had sunk below the horizon tinging a few feathery clouds with a beautiful pink and the little wanderer saw no end to the forest but that did not trouble him and he chose a soft mossy spot for a bed on which he lay down and was soon fast asleep forgetful of time and everything else nothing disturbed his quiet slumbers till about midnight when a sudden light flashing across his eyes awakened him he started up and saw it as light as day all around yet it was not daylight it was more like the light of the moon but milder and warmer he looked through some bushes where the light seemed strongest and stood transfixed with amazement at what he saw hundreds of the most lovely beings were dancing in a circle whilst thousands of others seemed to fill the air around some were sitting swinging backwards and forwards on the different flowers whilst others in countless numbers appeared gliding up and down the rays of light 
he thought he had never seen anything so beautiful as the little aerial beings before him though so very small for they were not nearly the size of jacky their forms were fully developed and of the most exquisite elegance and grace the maidens in particular who seemed all of the age of seventeen or eighteen were lovely in the extreme jacky knew that they must be fairies and two of the number who were a little taller and if possible more beautiful than the rest besides that they wore silver crowns he judged to be the king and queen dazzled by the light and the beauty of the scene before him he was for a time lost in admiration but gradually the sweet tones as the fairies sang gained the ascendancy and all the other senses seemed absorbed by that of hearing as the fairies danced they sang and were joined by thousands of other voices in sounds now of the most lively merriment then softly till they became solemn when again they burst forth in the wildest strains the dance never ceased but as some withdrew from the ring their places were taken by others who began the song anew jacky had no knowledge of time whether the music continued for minutes only or for hours however it became fainter and fainter till it melted away and he found himself in darkness but long long after he lay down again it seemed as if he still heard the fairy song and when he awoke in the morning it still sounded in his ears how lovely jacky exclaimed oh could i but imitate those sweet sounds try the violin said from its bag well thought jacky cried and taking it out immediately began to play the fairy song he played it over and over again and each time better till at length he said kissing his dear violin well done fiddle we can do it now then jacky ate his breakfast and having tried the song once more he resumed his wanderings through the forest he stopped several times to play the fairy song again trying also his other tunes to see that they had not been driven out of his memory by these still sweeter sounds and having had his breakfast very early had made a finish of his stock of provisions but that did not trouble him though there seemed no end to the forest about midday however he began to feel hungry again and hastened his steps in hopes of finding some outlet from the forest or at least some woodman's hut he began to feel some anxiety for the future but he did not despair for he was a good boy and put his trust in providence the birds sang merrily as if to cheer him and soon he saw that the forest became lighter nor was it long before he found himself on the highway and at no great distance stood a village anxious as he was to reach some human habitations when he was outside the forest he turned round to bid it farewell and thank his dear birds for their kindness to him a farewell sounded back and cheerfully he went on his way to the village he remembered his father having said that wheresoever he played he would be sure to find friends and no sooner did he reach the first houses than he took out his violin and began to play first he played the voices of the forest and soon all the people were at their windows and their doors listening to him but when he played the fairy song they came out and surrounded him and he had to begin again and again 
there was now a contest among the principal inhabitants of the village who should take the wonderful boy to their home when the clergyman and his wife carried him off jacky would not accept their kindness without telling them that he could not stay long for his father had sent him to seek his fortune in the world that his father was not happy at home and that he was going back to fetch him as soon as he had made his fortune the good people promised that they would not keep him longer than he felt inclined to remain with them they were however so kind that week after week still found him there and he was so intelligent and docile that every one loved him living now with people of good education jacky soon felt his ignorance and applied himself so diligently to his studies in which he was assisted both by the clergyman and his wife that he made rapid progress he did not neglect his music and frequently went back into the forest no one interfering with his wanderings neither did he forget his father nor give up the intention of seeking his fortune in the world though he was delayed by the persuasion of his kind protectors who however gave their consent to his departure after he had been with them about a year providing him with every necessary for his journey as also with a small supply of money jacky had improved as much in person as in mind but retained his former innocent simplicity of heart and kindly feelings so that his feathered friends loved him still and he was as happy as the day was long he visited one country after another passing from village to village and from town to town and wherever he played both old and young surrounded him and every one was ready to befriend him thus year after year passed away and jacky had grown to be a tall handsome youth of about nineteen with flowing black hair large dark eyes and an expression of cheerfulness and good humour his playing was celebrated far and wide but more particularly when he played the fairy song every one was carried away by admiration and surprise in each country he visited many inducements had been held out to detain him but a secret impulse drew him on till he came to a large and powerful kingdom which he found plunged in the deepest mourning for not only had the queen just died but the most beautiful of princesses her daughter was brought to the very verge of death by grief at the loss of her beloved mother her royal father whose only child she was in the utmost despair had promised half his kingdom to the physician who should save her but the only remedy the most learned could propose was any excitement that would distract her from her grief for it was that alone that was consuming her this remedy was beyond their art and the king proclaimed that whoever cured the princess should be the inheritor of his throne and the husband of his daughter if she consented to marry him jacky on hearing this proclamation determined to try what his art could do to cure the princess since all that was required was to enliven her and make her forget her grief he trusted that with the help of providence he should succeed and that if even the princess would not marry him which he scarcely dared to hope he might still receive a reward sufficient to secure his old father's future happiness besides having the consolation of saving the life of a young lady universally beloved 
he went boldly to the palace where he was immediately admitted on stating what his errand was for the king had given orders not to refuse admittance to any one however humble who came to cure his daughter the king was much surprised and disappointed when he saw jackie but after he had received an explanation of the means intended to be employed he became more reconciled and ordered him to be conducted to the princess's apartment jackie gazed with admiration at the beautiful form before him and to the interest he before felt was added pity for the princess lay in bed with closed eyes and so pale as if death had already laid its icy hand upon her he felt that he would willingly lay down life itself to restore colour and animation to that lovely face and determined to exert his utmost skill in her behalf first he played the voices of the forest the soft breeze gliding through the leaves the low murmur of the stream and the gentle warbling of the birds then as the princess's attention was attracted he made his violin speak louder and louder and the princess exclaimed how came i into the forest oh how delightful it is sing on you darling birds at length she opened her eyes and sitting up in the bed looked about her in amazement jackie now played the fairy song and when he had finished she said go on gentle youth i entreat you you have been sent by heaven to call me back to life she sank back upon her pillow and as jackie continued to play she fell into a soft sleep with a smile on her lovely face the king having been informed of all that had happened hastened to his daughter's room and the calm expression of her features together with the assurance of that head physician that all danger had now passed over made him for the moment forget all his sorrow and embracing jackie he assured him of his everlasting gratitude the next day the princess awoke restored to health and when her preserver was presented to her by the king she received him with the sweetest smile and thanked him in the kindest terms but that was not all jackie's reward for when the princess was told of the promise made by her royal father to whoever should save her life she declared herself ready to fulfil that promise as soon as the time of mourning for her departed mother had passed they were however betrothed before the whole court and the king publicly proclaimed that next to himself jackie should be the first in the land an establishment in every way befitting a prince of the royal blood was appointed him and he lived in the closest intimacy with the king and his amiable daughter jackie however in all his splendour and by the side of his future bride did not forget his old father nor the promise he had made him so he begged permission of the king to go and visit him which was immediately granted he set out on his journey to the village where he was born attended by a numerous retinue travelling day and night till he reached the forest where he had learned the first notes of music the foundation of all his fortune he remembered all the trees but the whole generation of birds that had known him had long since died in his heart however he thanked them for their kindness and in remembrance of them he passed on in silence having left his attendants at the beginning of the forest his heart beat with anxiety and fear lest his father should no longer be living 
for it was more than ten years since he had left his home but when he reached the stream where he had first sat in the forest he saw an old man sitting by its side jacky immediately recognized his father but the old man did not see him for he was plunged in sorrow wiping a tear from his eyes he said am i never to see my dear jacky again for how many years have i come here every day till gradually all his friends have died off and he too i am afraid must be dead and i am the cause of his death for it was i persuaded him to go out into the world jacky now took out his violin which he had carried with him and played the tune with which he had first soothed his father's grief the old man recognized the notes and he cried out that is my own jacky come to my arms my dear boy it was long before either could find words but then the old man told him that his stepmother was dead and jacky related all his adventures and his present happiness and splendour jacky went with his father to the village but the next day he had him removed to where he had left his followers and they all returned without loss of time to the king and jacky's future wife jacky and his father were received with great rejoicings and when the time of mourning for the late queen was over jacky was married to the lovely princess with whom he spent a long life of happiness and peace reigning with justice and wisdom over the kingdom after the king and his own old father were dead End of section seven.